we kind of felt uh, something coming. We either were, we knew we were going to either like uh, close or reduce hours. We knew something was coming because nothing felt very safe. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers, and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. Hello, hello. As restaurants and bars across the world are being forced to close or pivot to pickup and delivery sales only, many are struggling to survive. One of those bars is Paper Plane in San Jose, in a county that has seen the earliest and highest numbers of COVID-19 cases in California. My guest today is Mary Pallet, bartender at Paper Plane. She's been in the industry since she was 15 and holds such accolades as Season 7, Miss Speedwreck California, two-time Barmania champion, president of USBG Silicon Valley, and much, much more. She's been a huge inspiration to me, and she had a lot to share about how she and Paper Plane are handling this crisis. Let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, set up, we, we borrowed some bottles from the bar to make <laughs> the back bar nice. a little more Bacardi friendly. Just fine. Nice. Yeah. So, um, Santa Clara has uh, has seen some of the highest numbers of cases in in the Bay Area. What what's kind of like the vibe down there? What's what's it like being down there? Well, I think the thing to the the important thing to kind of remember too is Santa Clara County is twice the size of any other county in the Bay Area. There's two million people. There's a million people alone in the city of San Jose. It's, it's, it's actually a bigger city than San Francisco. And most people don't realize that. So our numbers, especially at the beginning, they generally reflected our population. But also, I believe the first few cases in the Bay Area were from in Santa Clara County. And that's direct, directly related to people who were family members of people who had just traveled from like Wuhan and things like that. Um, when when we first got the shelter in place um, orders, it was I mean at that point the Costco's and the grocery stores had already been like cleaned out. I remember I, I it was right after we had decided to shut down the bar. I went to the grocery store to to get like non essential things, and I saw that all the pasta was gone and all the bread was gone, and I was like, what? And uh, so I went and got flour. Because I knew, like, well, we can make our own. We can make our own bread and pasta. So, um, but I think, I think, and then it's been week by week, you can see how much more people are taking it seriously. Like, uh, like three weeks ago when I went to the store, I was probably the only one wearing a mask. Um, and I, I've been wearing masks pretty consistently throughout this, but, uh, and then, like two weeks ago, it's maybe like half the people were wearing masks and things like that. And then like this week, it's it's really like I don't see anyone who's not at least trying to cover their face in some kind of way with like a bandana or whatever. So you, you, I, you've definitely seen that um, growth in kind of precaution and the 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 way employees are sanitizing everything has gone up. I mean, it, it had already right before the shelter in place, we had already tried, amp- everyone had amped it up. Like there was uh, like Clorox wipes and things like that everywhere. If, uh, if you use like the self checkout at the grocery store, someone immediately sprayed it down. And I've seen those efforts like really amp up. Um, as far as being out in the city, 
it's, I mean, I still see a lot of people, not a lot, a lot, but I still see, see people out and that kind of concerns me. <laughs> um, but there's also, I mean, I think of it, I have to remember that I'm in a very specific bubble where we're completely like wiped out in terms of like the hospitality industry. Like well, there's none of us doing business unless you're doing to go. Uh, we're all pretty much staying at home, but there are other, like, obviously there's like healthcare workers. And now uh, if you work in any kind of grocery store, you're an essential employee and those people are still out working every day. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing also, us being a very populous county, but we don't have the density that San Francisco does. So it's hard for me to see I mean, it wasn't like I would see a ton of people out on any given day anyway, um, but it's it's definitely quieter out there. Mm. Yeah, I guess one of the, the, the biggest challenges of all this is the uncertainty of it all. Um, and you've touched on that a little bit. How are you guys at the bar dealing with, you know, like every day there's some new change or some new law or, you know, the shelter in place was extended and... Um, how are you guys kind of managing that uncertainty? Um, well, I know from our ownership and management, they have been trying to update us and basically have communicated with us that this, whatever is going on with the bar, whatever is going on with, um, is really going to change day on a day by day basis. We're literally taking it one day at a time, um, to see what we're able to do to make sure that everyone's safe. Um, they actually, I know when it was announced that uh, bars and restaurants could do uh, cocktails to go, I, we actually waited. Um, and that was a very conscious decision made by our ownership to wait um, and make sure that they're, they put in a right process that was safe, um, that they had, they weren't, and also uh, to implement a program that they, would still be representing the quality that we were trying to put out at Paper Plane all the time. So they, they waited like uh, like almost two weeks after they had announced. And I know a lot of bars, like some bars went straight out for like to-go cocktails and deli cups and, and things like that. Yeah. And like, and, and, and I don't blame them at all. Like, you know, there was suddenly a new way to create revenue, but um, I think for us, because we are such a large program and we're also tied to two other sister programs, um, our ownership really wanted to make sure that they were doing due, like doing due diligence on it and making sure that whatever they rolled out, there was a, a good system for both like health reasons and like practicality reasons. Um, so it, everything's been everything that has everything that has been executed from uh, the bar has been very intentional and very, like, very thoroughly thought out. Um, as far as how we're doing as a team, I mean, we're, we're a pretty close team at our bar, at least our, our, the bar team is really close. Um, and we're, we're messaging and texting each other almost every day on my like, group chats. Um, the first couple of weeks, uh, I did like a, a Zoom cocktail hour just because it we were so used to seeing each other. We're so used to seeing each other more often than we see our own families. So not seeing each other at all was like really weird. So other than like, you know, checking out, making sure we're uh, have the proper like 
unemployment uh, applications filled out, things like that. We did a couple of cocktail hours just so we could catch up with each other and feel some sort of connection that we've been missing. Mm. So it sounds like you're all really supporting each other really well and, yeah. and the management too. Um, maybe you can just give a quick rundown uh, for context of, so you, you guys, you heard the shelter in place order, um, kind of what, what happened next? What's been the, the process? So it's interesting because the week before um, Governor Newsom or even the County of Santa Clara issued the shelter in place order, that whole week, we kind of felt uh, something coming. We either were, we knew we were going to either like uh, close or reduce hours. We knew something was coming because nothing felt very safe. Like it all felt very scary. Because at that time, um, when the, right before the shelter in place order came out, uh, came out, Santa Clara County had the most cases in the entire state of California. So we knew, we knew we were like, this is not this is not safe anymore. Um, and our, our ownership had already been discussing closure when Governor Newsom dropped that ball that like, you know, uh, all bars and restaurants have to close unless you're doing like a, a takeout orders for restaurants for food. Um, when that all happened, it was kind of like both relief because we didn't, because it was it was really scary especially that friday and saturday before we closed because friday we cut our capacity down to 100 at midnight just what is it normally 250. wow so yeah we're a big bar and normally friday saturday night we're hitting capacity or we're staying at capacity so obviously that that was around when they had said no gatherings over like 100 or something and so we cut our capacity and even then people were still lining up, you know, people still wanted to go out and Saturday was a little bit less Saturday. We saw that dip again. Um, but still there was a lot of people in the bar and it just felt, I felt really uneasy about it when, when all that was happening. And then the next morning I, we're all, we were all kind of like texting and chatting and then, uh, Governor Newsom announced that, and then right around the same time that the bar that our, we got a message from ownership, um, and I, I think they were already had already that intention of like, no, we're not going to open today. It's just not worth it if this is what's if if we're going to be like continuing to spread this. Um, and that was yeah, that was it was scary because all of a sudden like you know, forty employees are out of a job. Um, but yeah, like also the tiniest bit relief that we're not exposing ourselves and possibly our families mm -hmm. to something much worse. So yeah, that's that's a pretty big staff. Um, and as you said before, you guys are doing a great job of kind of supporting each other. But but what what has I guess the business um, like what what has been happening to your staff? Like what what I, obviously no one's working, but um, yeah, what's been going on? there the first the first thing that that as soon as we announced that we were close that there that the bar was going to close management sent out all the resources that we could possibly find for uh relief funds unemployment like resources things like that for everyone to fill out um 
and the first week it was fairly quiet because none of us knew you know we we are all kind of doing our own preparations whether it was like going to the grocery store to get what we needed or you know finding ways projects around the house and things like that um and then i would we would check in with each other throughout the week to make sure that you know we weren't going insane the first week um and then uh since then then they announced that we could do the to-go cocktails and for that uh we, we mobilized like I said, like the ownership management, they took their time to really kind of prepare and plan a program uh, for our, we're calling it our Triforce to go because they united all three of the businesses that are connected. Um, but really our ownership has been kind of bearing that burden on their own. Um, they really don't want to have to, in like one, they don't want to ask staff to come out when they don't feel it's safe. They don't feel it's a fair thing to ask their staff to come out and work um, when and put themselves out there even when it, it's not necessarily the safest to do. So really, um, particularly our operating pa partner, uh, George Lalou, has been doing the bulk of all the preparation for the cocktails to go. And uh, they have like a really skeleton crew running it right now. Um, I'm able to help just from home, from like a social media aspect. I'm like doing the posts and things online from home, but really the majority of the work is being like the heavy duty lifting is being done by ownership. And then like one other, like a, a, someone in the kitchen to actually execute meals and things like that. Mm -hmm. And what, what do you think the, uh, the outlook is for the bar? You know, they, they extended the shelter in place for another month. Um, like how, how is the bar doing? How, how long do you think you can survive like this? I read, I, there was, um, an article or a post somewhere not long ago and it was said something like the average cash flow for a bar to continue operating after was like, it's like less than a week or something or two weeks. So, and now we're talking about months, right? Months of being closed and um, while the to-go is a very necessary Band-Aid, it's still a Band-Aid, I think I'm, I'm generally a, an optimist. Um, we have a really strong team and we have uh, really thoughtful and smart uh, owners who are doing everything they can to find whatever resources they can to make sure the business is okay. Um, so I'm, I'm actually fairly hopeful that if it's, they've, ju they've just extended the shelter in place to May. And if we were to open May, I think that we could recover. Even if we open in June, that's a possibility, but it's going to be a long and hard recovery for the business. Um, I can't speak to what the actual like numbers we have at the, like what, what our outlook is um, financially, but I can definitely I'm I'm a, I can definitely say that I'm fairly confident in our ownership's abilities to and resourcefulness to find a way to come through this. Like I think that we have a better situation than most because uh, the three the, our, we have three partners at Paper Plane: George Lalu, 
uh, Dan Fan and Johnny Wang. And they also co-own the, uh, uh, our newest bar, which is Mini Boss, and that's attached to uh, a restaurant called Super Good Kitchen. Uh, and then Dan and Johnny also own a beer bar, or Original Gravity. And uh, I think that there is enough experience there and knowledge and resourcefulness that that will come through this. At least I'm I'm very hopeful about it. Um, if this like extends to July, which is some people are calling like the worst case scenario, then that that's a bigger conversation. It's no longer about you know. It's not longer about how any one business is going to survive this. It has how any businesses are going to survive this. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit more about setting up the uh, to-go cocktail program? Because um, as you mentioned, like a, a lot of bars just immediately jumped on, you know, dumping margaritas in deli containers. Um, and it's totally understandable. Everyone is like terrified of losing their business. Um, but I was really impressed by what I saw online um, with what you guys were doing. It seems like it really fits in the program. What what was kind of the process of creating that? Um, so I have to give 100% of the credit for creating the to-go pro- program to um, our operating partner, George Lou. I, uh, I can speak to what I know about what he's done, but I know he, like I said, our ownership for hundred percent of the burden of creating this program wall um, to keep the staff safe. Um, but I know just because also he's one of my best friends that I've, and I've been communicating with him every day, uh, started with a, a process of uh, like we would, he, he found all of our batches and recipes and things like that, that we had in stock. He did a crazy inventory. He did a lot of deep cleaning from, cause we also do kegged cocktails at the bar. Uh, he sanitized every single piece of fruit uh, for this. And this is like, this is also another reason why we, it took a little bit longer for our to go to get off the ground because he was going through every painstaking process to make sure that it was sanitized, clean, everything. Um, so he did that all on his own. And then, um, we also had from previous menus already uh, bottled cocktails. So we had um, a bottle filler um, that you could attach to like a corny keg. Um, and then we had uh, the, the little, I forget what they're called, but it's basically to seal caps on, um, on bottles, uh, a cap sealer, I guess that's what it's called. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we already had like a lot of stuff from the kitchen, like uh, uh, vacuum bags and things like that for garnishes. So um, he started off with uh, a lot of like our spirit forward drinks and batches and things like that. He pre-diluted them. And a lot of this process is very like, uh, I mean, it's not new, right? Like people have been doing this. Like I think like that's what uh, back like years ago, what White Lion won a ton of awards for because they, that's all they did was selling pre-diluted bottled cocktails just ready to go. So um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information about how, and especially now that in um, learning from other countries that had already been doing to-go cocktails. So there's a lot of information about how to like dilute large batches of cocktails and, um, and. Yeah. It's, it's another great example of how like, 
fortunate we are that this happened now and not like 20 yeah. years ago, <laughs> you know, like where the, the world is definitely at the, its best place to be dealing with the situation, even in our industry. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a ton of resources and information on how to do it. We, and there were already some processes that we had at the bar. Like, like I said, we had already done bottled cocktails on previous menus. So we already had systems that could just translate and pivot to, for to-go cocktails. Uh, he, I, he reached out to a local printer who made the cute little like paper plane and mini boss and super good kitchen stickers for us for a really like reasonable price. And that was another way he, he could support another small business owner that was local. Um, there was actually a lot of brand support too. Uh, there were some brands that dropped off product. They dropped off bottles, like individual bottles for us to use. So that was really amazing. Um, and it was really, he's, if I, if I could say anything about George, he's a very meticulous and organized individual. So I could have not, I could not think of anyone better to, to be like, here, we have to do this program. What's the most efficient and uh, like organized way we can go about this, knowing that we have to make sure everything's like sanitized and uh, labeled and all that stuff. So, um, and then as far as to go, the food, uh, that's our, our, our head chef, Winston. He's the chef at, at both locations, Super Good Kitchen and at Paper Plane. Um, and he's operating out of the kitchen. And uh, I actually went uh, to order food and drinks just so I could say hi to our bosses and everything. And it is a pretty well-oiled machine. They're doing all the ordering and uh, payments are done online. Uh, they pick a pickup time, pickup window. Uh, they head to the super good entrance, give them their uh, their order name, and then like it's basically like expoed from there. The drinks are put together in their own little bag. Like we we're they're serving the some of the drinks with large format cubes, which are individually baggied, and then the baggie is put into a koozie, like a beer koozie from Original Gather, <laughs> which is the beer. It's just so, so clever. That's really cool. Yeah, and then um, then the food comes out uh, from the super good kitchen, and then everything's put together, and that's that's brought to to the to the guests. Um, I know that the first day that we did it, it, they got slaughtered. They, it was so overwhelming that the number of orders that came in, which was great. It was so amazing. But I know we're running, trying to run it with a crew of like three people, it, it, it wasn't like the most fun. But um, I know that since then, our other partners, uh, I know when, when I stopped by, um, our other owner, Dan, was there helping Expo uh, Food. Uh, our, our mini boss, GM, uh, Tony, was there. He was there uh, expoing drinks. Um, so it was, it was uh, by the second day, it was a much more uh, well-oiled machine. That's amazing. So one of the most important things, I think, about getting through this crisis is coming together uh, as a community. You know, we, we, can't, we can't all do this alone. Um, how are you... How has the community responded? It sounds like um, the ordering was very popular, but how has the community responded to what you guys are doing and how are you staying connected to your customers and, and regulars and everyone around you? It was, it's been really positive. When we first announced that we were going to get to-go orders, we got so many really nice messages that were like, finally, and yay, or people are so excited because like I said, we had 
waited a little bit to announce that we were going to do, do the to go. We weren't even sure we were going to do it in the first place. Um, the response has been really great, I think, and that's in large part to um, how I think involved everyone is at the bar in the community. I know that the for I mean, if you look at the cocktail bars, even just the bars and restaurants in in specifically in downtown San Jose, it's a very small community and they're all kind of pulling together. Um, I know that all of the, the bar owners have been in constant communication with each other, trying to kind of help each other out and make sure that um, if there's ways to support, like there's a lot of collaborations going on, like some restaurants are collaborating with bars so that the bars have food and things like that. Um, there's also been, uh, the, a couple of the businesses downtown started a nonprofit um, organization called SJ Ship Kits, where they're boxing up um, shelter in place kits that have essentials like hand sanitizer, some staple non perishable food items, uh, toilet paper, things like that. And uh, that was actually collab that's being collaborated on on several different small businesses and owners and um, and even um, a local distillery, 10th Street Distillery, is making sanitizers for them. Um, and they're, they're shipping them out to like first responders, essential employees, things like that. Um, I think everyone has been really, we, we're also part of a lot of uh, like downtown, downtown social media groups. And I think there's been like a real collective response of excitement that that bars are able to provide cocktails to go, not just us, but like a lot of the cocktail bars in the downtown area are, are providing to go. Um, and it's like giving people that tiny bit of normalcy, like their date night now is going to pick up a few cocktails and dinner and, you know, instead of being able to go out. And I think, I mean, they need, they need that interaction just as much as we do. Um, that I know, like even um, like our local uh, councilman Raul Perales was walking around with his dog and picking up to go orders from the local bars, and I love to see that kind of support too from um, from our local government. So yeah, so you guys also did the uh, online happy hour with uh, with Punch, and uh, the online happy hour has sort of become a a phenomenon <laughs> during all this. Um, how did that go? Uh, and is that is that something you want to you'd plan on doing more of on your own or? Um... Well, the punch tip your bartender uh, program was really amazing. Um, it was kind of scary because we were actually the first bar um, that they featured. Uh, so it was all a little like, all right, well, we're going to try this Instagram live. We're going to see how it goes. Like I said, we're, we're pretty lucky because uh, the two of us being bartenders, we have a good, great back bar. We have like a, a good home bar to make videos and stuff out of. Um, the whole process was incredibly smooth. The uh, people at Punch were very communicative. They We even did like a test run right before the IG went live. So we make sure like our connections were great and stuff. Um, and it was nice seeing friends from all over the country kind of tune in. And it was even like nicer to see how many like strangers and uh, friends were tipping us um, online and all those tips are getting shared with our entire team. Um, 
what's great about the program is it's probably the I mean it's it's a big it's a big team payout, but it's one of the larger pay like direct payouts that I've seen for some of these like online happy hours. And I love any kind of opportunity where you can put your Venmo and make tips, and that's great. But a thousand dollars flat is an amazing like contribution to be able to take back to your team and uh, share. So it was it was great that we were able to do that. It was where we were stoked because we had uh, we just happened to have uh, the ingredients to make one of the drinks from our menu, which is called the Here Comes the Sun. My roommate Patrick created it, um, and 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 they it was a drink that you could use homemade ingredients with too. Like it, it had a milk shrub, uh, used vinegar and milk and sugar and tea. So those are things that are often found at home. So even though it was like a little more uh intermediate cocktail skills i would say for that cocktail. it was an interesting drink that you could definitely make at home um in terms of like of whether we would try to we are i mean i still am trying to do uh, as many cocktail videos and uh posts and things like that as would as brands will pay for um i think that's there's a tricky there's a trick a lot of that there is a a lot of uh, legalities that you kind of have to work around uh, or not work around, work with um, because brands can't exactly just give money to bartenders. Um, so uh, that's one of the reasons So the punch was great because it was kind of like punch was, um, punch is not a liquor brand, right? They're a publication. So they're allowed to uh, pay out teams like that. Um, but for a lot of these other uh, brand posts that you see or competitions that you see um, a lot of times they have to be bartenders have to they can't just post and 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 collect money from brands um, so a lot of times they have to be hired through like marketing companies as like an influencer and things like that um, but I do hope that we can continue to make a lot of these uh, videos, especially if it's going to create a small stream of revenue for us. I mean, obviously we're not, we're not making what we would make on a weekly basis at the bar or anything like that, but, um, but at least we know, you know, that we'll be able to buy groceries for the week and we'll be able to, you know, make our, our pay our bills, um, here and there. So between, I mean, I think that I, I'm concerned for a lot of people, a lot of bartenders who may not, because for the long time I was that bartender who was incredibly financially irresponsible. I only got my, I only got like my stuff together in the past like couple of years where I started really being a little more conscious about my finances. So like at the start of this, I was, I felt not comfortable. This is all very scary. Um, but I at least felt like I had something to fall back on for a little while. Um, so having these small streams of revenue, I think, yeah, if there's an opportunity to work with a brand that I feel good about working with, then absolutely. Yeah, we'll keep doing it. That's great. What are some other things that you're planning on doing with the bar and maybe individually? Well, right now we just, I just posted on our, our social medias that we, the bar has a collaboration with Cocktail Kingdom, uh, and they're selling um, T-shirts that we are specific, uh, specially designed uh, just for this fundraiser. 
uh, one of our bartenders, Christian, he actually, he, he designs all of our menus and he, uh, he designed uh, the shirt that we have on sale and that's at cocktailkingdom.com. Um, and, and if you look on it, there's bars from all over the country that are, have their own like unique logos and shirts and things like that on there. So that is something that we, that just the artwork came through and we just launched today. Um, so that's really exciting. I mean, it's hard to say what uh, <laughs> it's, it's like I said, we're doing things day by day. So it's hard to have like these large uh, like uh, plans in place right now. But I know that, um, for instance, this month we should be celebrating our six year anniversary at the bar. Wow. Um, I'm going to thank you. Um, so obviously we can't, we would normally be having a big party and obviously we can't. So I've been trying to come up with a ways that we can do something where we are featuring our bar team, um, a little bit, um, whether on like Instagram live or on a cocktail or something to kind of celebrate with our guests. Cause I think it's important to, I think it's important to remember that the bar is just a bar and it's really the, the team that makes it something special. Um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to working on in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've been doing a crazy amount of crafting at home, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm actually in the middle of making like a, a bunch of face mat. I'm a, I'm a sewer and a, a crocheter now, I guess, but I, uh, I started making some, uh, sewing some uh, cloth face masks for um, our skeleton crew that's doing the to-go orders and stuff like that. So, mm. so what are some um, ways that you're taking care of yourself? I know um, a, a colleague of mine mentioned that like how how weird it is from going to talking to hundreds of people a day, you know, hundreds of customers a day, to you know maybe only talking to a couple people online and um, the per people you live with. And then also like our lives have kind of this schedule, you know, this routine of going to work and everything, but now we don't have that. Um, how have you, what are some ways that you've been taking care of yourself at home and um, coping with the, the change and everything? Um, so one of the first things I did was I downloaded the balance app and they actually uh, offered a free, uh, trial membership for a year during this all this and it is a meditation um app and i wake up every morning and that's one of the first things i do is i meditate and it doesn't take long it's like five minutes and that has been um that has been extremely helpful um that is i mean i'm not i'm not a kind of person that ha normally has like a, a, a set routine um but that has been something that i've been trying to keep up with consistently. Um, there's also a lot of like, um, there's also really a lot of amazing resources for physical health out there. Um, I, I, I know that you're, you're going to be talking with Amy Ward. Um, she's actually my health coach. She's someone that I, I actually use her services and I've used them for the past, even before this, I've used them for the past, like her services for the past six months. So she, She's been checking in with me constantly. Um, so that's been really great. Uh, 
I have been trying, I think the, the most important thing, I know that there's like this need for productivity. Like everyone's like, oh, we have all this time. So we're, you know, we're going to work on all these side projects and things like that. And I, some days, yeah, I 100% am super productive and I want to make all these crafts or I want to like clean out the fridge or something like that. But honestly, this is also a very traumatic event. So I've also allowed myself the time to just feel and just be and sometimes that means I I don't I, I don't do anything that day um and it's the I know it's every day is a little bit different so every day I I figure out a new like goal to complete like this today after after an untucking I gotta take some cocktail photos for a post that I want to do and and things like that and then those little things that have been like keeping me going and exciting. Um, I actually, one of the first cocktail hours I participated in was uh, Danny and Jackie's cocktail hour out of New York. That is an, yeah, that is a great, that is a great way to interact with people because it's super engaging. It's super fun. Um, they're amazing hosts. And that, and I often see friends um, on that uh, cocktail hour. That's a great one for in terms of like, socializing but i think the biggest thing that i i've been doing for myself is allowing myself the like forgiving myself for not being as productive as i think i should be like al allowing myself to to really absorb that this is a crazy world-changing event that's happening and there's no specific way i'm supposed to be acting um and that's like the i think that's the best thing anyone can do for yourself whatever you need to do to get through each day is is the right answer i don't there's not like any specific thing there's ways there's ways to organize and there's ways to be productive and there's ways to like meditate and stuff like that but if none of those things are working for you and you need to curl into a blanket and not leave your room for the day that's that's okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe tomorrow <laughs> will be better. But there, there have been days like that where I like, I got up, I ate something, and I went right back to bed because it was not, it was just not going to happen that day. Um, there are some, um, my friend Miranda Breedlove out of Chicago put together a really cool uh, bartender schedule to kind of combat days like that. And that's actually really cool. And that's really helpful to kind of give you a guide of how you can be filling your day um instead of just being aimless but uh i mean sometimes you just need to be <laughs> totally and it's definitely okay to let yourself do that um i'm seeing a lot of really wonderful positive changes um coming out of this and for myself i'm trying to focus on those things um but what are some what are a few things that that you've learned um, either at home or at the bar that you think you'll carry forward um, if and when this is all over and when hopefully things get back to a little bit of normalcy? Um, I think one of the things that I find so interesting and so fascinating and that I want to learn about, about is as as everything came out and everything, it, it just, it, sh 
it was became very apparent how big um, our our industry, our labor forces, we're something like the fourth largest labor force in the country, and all of a sudden that labor force is just gone. That's intense. That's scary. Um, it has. I've learned a lot that like ABC laws are more fluid than we all thought. <laughs> 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 they can be more flexible. They've just been hiding that about us. Um, mm -hmm. But really, the 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 things that I'm learning about this and like there's a lot of, there's there's a lot of positivity in that in that that this industry and it, it's not something that I'm learning because I already knew that this industry is the best about taking care of it of each other like there are so many there's like it and it mobilized so quickly how many groups and uh, organizations and nonprofits and things like that just like started connecting and creating like relief for for our industry um but I'm learning a lot about, I'm learning a lot more about what our rights are as hourly um, employees. And I'm learning a lot about uh, the capacity of our industry. And if, I mean, for, you know, like 17 million people all out of a job, um, I think that that can be a very powerful thing. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful at the end of this that there will be some real, not just uh, social changes, but actual like legislative changes that come out of this that protect us and that protect small businesses and things like that. Because that is just, I mean, like, yeah, there's that, the, for a long time there's that hashtag like too big to fail but the one that's like really important now is we're all too small to fail but too small compounded to millions <laughs> yeah so i mean it's been really nice to see how our industry has united so quickly so quickly and ha helped each other now i would love to see how we can get other industries and how we can get um legislation to continue to support us mm. well mary thank you so much yeah. for being on the show today it was really wonderful to hear all of your insights thank you for having me that was mary Pallack. so much great advice there too much to summarize but one of the things that impressed me the most about her bar was how they didn't react immediately and they instead took the time to do things right and that's really paid off for them with circumstances changing daily, it's really important to slow down a little and do things safely and correctly. That's all for this week, but stay tuned for more. Be sure to check us out online, your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E-86.com. There's a lot more there, including links to some of the things we talked about in this interview. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time. 